Yo, Thursday's coming in hot. That's right. Get that B camera set up, Kyle. Yo, it was like aviator. <laughs> already start. We got a vehicle report, charging things, and te- I can't even finish the intro today. The aviators threw me hard. The aviators threw me off hardcore, dude. <laughs> if you just listen to the audio podcast, every once in a while, Paul and I will just get a little bit sideways on the video podcast, and I, you know, every once in a while. Like to throw on some shades just for the first couple of minutes. I got some random aviators that we got from. Uh, I don't uh, know if anyone. Can oh, see are those this the ones from the, the box from the casino hotel tour yesterday? The or two casino days ago? hotel that we were at that Sodukan is coming to in Baltimore in September. So save the date. Yeah, save that. definitely save the date. Last week in September, we're going to be dropping a bunch more content and uh, information about that soon. Uh, Kyle's uh, Miles James in great poker glasses. <laughs> I feel like when people are wearing glasses when they're playing poker, I feel I feel like that's like cheating, right? Yeah, I feel, I feel I mean, like I don't know. I don't. I think like the rest of my face would probably give away anything that I'm thinking anyway. So, I don't know, you man. Know, it it, it exudes lack of confidence to me. There you go. But maybe that's there what they go. want. I don't know. Those guys are way smarter than I. <laughs> and some yes. things, some things, not a lot of life choices. Sometimes, no, not as much. But. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, anyway, we're counting down. What are we? Seven days from NADA? Six days? Seven? Seven. Seven well, days. You know, I guess you'd like. It, when does that day when does it actually start? Really start? Who's, you know, what day? Do you count the day you're on or not? So yeah. we're going to call it seven here at Asodi. Yeah, but there we'll you. be there. Well, you and I are flying in early in the morning on Wednesday. We have a bunch of stuff planned before we even get to. We were going through the agenda for the Asodi crew because we're rolling heavy like 15 people. You're going to see us. We were like, it'll just take us an hour. Hour in, we were half we a day. Through we didn't this. even get to Wednesday night when really nothing is happening yet. After yes. thirty minutes, yeah. we were like, "This is going to be a thing." So, um, probably you know the best description I can can say for what it's going to look like when the Asoda team is moving around is marauding. We're going to be marauding through that place, <laughs> marauders, yeah, marauders. I like that. Yeah, that and so uh, if you see us, please say hi. Uh, we, if you're uh, a dealer, we'd love to talk to you. If you just see us. We're probably going to throw a microphone in your face and see what you think about the show, about what's going on, about what's going on in your home and your store, uh, which is really what we're curious about. And I think everybody else is curious about, too. So we're doing that. Uh, We have a webinar today, our second in our webinar series with Active Engage. We're going to be uh, getting into a little chat GPT and talking about the human versus AI interaction and how uh, understanding the principles behind that can actually help you give your customers what you want, what they want through the sales process. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, how, how can people yeah, register for that? Do we have a, a, a domain, a URL somewhere on our site? Oh, Kyle's we'll post it on LinkedIn early this morning. So you can go find there it right go. there okay. on the old LinkedIn. So if you're not following us on LinkedIn, just follow us. So do. And you'll be happy you did, not just for webinar links, because we, we put yes. a lot into the LinkedIn page. And it's, it's a exactly. heck of a lot of fun. All right, let's talk about some news. Um, yesterday, Cox used vehicle report surprised more than a few folks uh, in the industry as wholesale prices increased Uh point and a half 1.5 percent from uh from december and yep. also the day supply of retail and wholesale uh decreased right went down what are the points yeah decreased <laughs> yep yeah it went down uh what seven days uh day supply actually what's crazy is literally i think it was maybe a week week and a half ago 
we were talking about how the day supply was up to 55 or 58, depending on what source you look we're at. Like, Here it goes. And, right. And now we're like, whoop, mid January already down day supply. Uh, looks like depending, you know, I think there's a lot of factors that play into that. Mm -hmm. But one of the really interesting uh, facts is University of Michigan puts out their consumer sentiment index and consumer sentiment has not fallen. It is actually risen. Get this eight percent like we normally see fluctuations of one two three percent when they when they adjust consumer sentiment indexes but an eight percent rise in consumer sentiment which means buyers are ready again buyers are in in the market you see like yesterday was the first time that every single stock uh stock exchange saw a dip this year so and and that was only on some uh like job reports and new business reports. But overall, the start of the year has been really aggressive from a buying and consumer perspective. And uh, I think this data just just plays into that. Uh, you know, four of the eight major segments of vehicle segments saw price increases compared to December. Uh, so it gains anywhere from 0.7 to 2.8 percent, uh, making the 20 the the year over year prices stay about the same. So we saw that massive increase in 2022, the drop off in Q4, and then we're starting to see that rise back up into uh, into 2020 early 2022 ranges. Um, it's, it's really interesting to see that even with, uh, more bloat inventory coming on the new car side. It's almost like you have to give up on predicting. <laughs> you absolutely <laughs> right? do. It yeah. feels like that complete. It's like, I, I don't even know. I don't even know. Yep. Right. Because maybe a few people, uh, you know, our friend John Ellis kind of predicted some of these things and, you know, he'll, he'll say people thought he was crazy. Right. And, right. but a lot of other really smart people didn't predict that it, like, you don't know what is going to happen, which really just brings things back to, for my, in my mind, you know, operational excellence never goes out of style. Like any time, energy, effort, dollars you spend on operational excellence, whether that's training your people, whether that's retaining your people, whether that is technology implementation, process implementation, those things are just, it doesn't matter what the market or the sentiment does. They are totally, um, totally set aside for that. So, I mean, that's kind of been a little bit of a, a call from people over the last year, but I still think that's going to be 2023's like winning game plan. Yep. Well, and I, you know, one of our good friends, Jason Rice, he always encourages this, this two week planning method, looking back at the prior two weeks, not at the prior month or rolling 45. Yeah. Um, noticing that like the, the market changes, especially right now are that quick. So if you're making end of month, January decisions based on December inputs and outputs, you're you're doing it wrong because the beginning of January is the input and output that you need to be making second half in February decisions on inventory, sales strategy, acquisition, pricing strategy right now. Speaking of things that are happening right now, it's kind of lame, but I'll yeah. get Segway. <laughs> now there's been a last couple of days some real action in uh, EV charging infrastructure. Uh, Forward Energy, as several companies have seen big moves over the last several days, DC. Fast charger maker uh, Tritium announced its single largest order ever of over a thousand level three chargers from, from the petroleum company, BP, British Petroleum. Um, this is the second order from them. Their first order was actually almost a thousand and they're gonna be placing these chargers across the US, Europe and Australia. So that's thousands of chargers being ordered, fast chargers put in and you see a, a traditional petroleum company that you know makes its money from you know filling stations. They're saying like, Hey, people are filling up, whether it's gas or electric. We want to be the stop. Also, um, 
Not to be outdone, Shell, another filling station, announced yesterday its acquisition of EV charging firm Volta for $169 million. Now, they install chargers with big screens on them, which is just the way it should be. Like, if you're going to have someone sitting there for 20 minutes, well, you better serve them up something good. Um, So these, these chargers have huge screens, and they're mainly placed in public locations like grocery stores and office parks, um, some theme parks, which seems like a better place for a level two charger. You know what's interesting? And I hadn't thought about this before until this is kind of coming out this week, but companies like BP and Shell and Exxon and all these other companies that that like own these franchised um, fueling stations yeah. are, are in a massive like real estate game, mm-hmm. right? Because you think of the real estate they have to acquire. It's typically corner real estate. Great spot, um, yeah. heavy you traffic. Know, Exactly. Heavy traffic, all that type of stuff. They actually have the ability to reduce overall real estate expenses if they continue in the fueling nature in the charging game because they understand that infrastructure, the communication pattern, the marketing, the customers, the loyalty rewards, all that type of stuff. If they can transition their consumer base into an EV structure, they actually get to take the opportunity of real estate from other uh, uh, other brick and mortar businesses like leasing real their estate. real estate leased instead of owned or purchased uh, or, or having know. to build on that. I, 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 and construction costs are definitely cheaper because you're not dropping oil in ground. It's really I, like I hadn't thought about it. If these companies are smart and don't go blockbuster and stay with the times, they actually have a massive opportunity for revenue. I don't know how this. the model works. Do they own the real estate? Like, I don't, I, I mean, don't know. I don't know. I don't know if the franchisee or, you know, I think there are some that are like owned and then there's some franchise. But the location uh, limitation is so, huge, yeah. right? The fact that now yep. they can be where the customer's at. And like, I don't know why you would put a charging station in that doesn't have a screen. You just think of the perpetual revenue that you're going to get from doing ad placements around there. But either way, Volta, um, you know, they were, they were literally in a place, a heavy, high overhead business, right? You have to spend all the yep. money to build the chargers or buy the chargers and then place them. So, you know, they were struggling with expansion because of the cash. Shell comes in, buys the company and says, we'll provide you all the cash you need. A really good partnership. Again, just pushing that EV infrastructure forward. Um, Meanwhile, we covered this in this morning's email. If you don't get it, assorted.com. Seattle is struggling with some EV charger theft. How do you steal an EV charger? You don't. You actually just steal the copper in the cables. The copper out. Um, eight Ooh. stations of, of uh, one of their 15 station networks have been hit since March. Some of them twice. Uh, the ROI, it costs about $3,000 to repair them once they're they're <laughs> vandalized. But really, the copper you get out of them it might be worth like 100 bucks. Like, so it's, I, I don't know what the solution is there. Just put a $100 bill on it and be like, please just take the 100 right? <laughs> Please take the hundred. Sounds like extortion, but um, but yeah, like new new opportunities come with new problems. We cover that a little bit more in our daily email. Um, oh, I'm trying to think of a good segue to this last one because I love this last story so much. It's actually my favorite story of all the ones that are in the email today. But speaking of my favorite story, Stop. there you go. We're just going to use that because it doesn't uh, do the whole thing. So in a tight labor market where employee retention is more important than ever, PepsiCo North America is finding great success leveraging technology and empathy there you go that's a great they're like leveraging kyle and paul right (laughs) (laughs) yeah that is that our is that our like duo band name yo it's technology yo i'm empathy (laughs) (laughs) public service announcement right (laughs) go that way but they're leveraging technology and empathy to improve the lives of their workers and it is working 
So basically what they're doing yeah. is they said, look, the labor market's tight. We need to make sure that people have a better place to work, that they feel better about what they do, that they feel like it's not as strained. So they're leveraging technology for different scanning uh, technology. So instead of keying things in, we're scanning things, making just the process smoother, because as it turns out, friction in your technology process, even for your own people, wears them out. Yep. Right? It's, it's what, yeah. So they're doing that. I mean, they're also like adding like, a break room, like a nice break room, go figure that that's something that people actually want. Um, they're adding a scheduling technology in the sense of a scheduling system, allowing people to schedule themselves a little bit, right? And technology is helping that. So there's not that like, hey, let me go to my manager and ask for this and have them have that look on their face, like they're upset them take, right? They got rid of all of that and are allowing people to even like work, you know, three or four day weeks as long as they get their hours in. Here's a great quote from Stephen Williams, the CEO of Pepsi North America. He said, I used to think I want to keep my employees safe, go to work and come home like they came in, right? So like my job is to like yep. make sure they don't get hurt while they're here and they go home with all their digits, basically. Right. Yes. He said, that's yep. not enough anymore. You have to do that and be concerned with their overall well-being. People are different today than they were three years ago. I don't agree with that last part. I think they're the same as they were three years ago. I just think that more companies are leaning in to serve the actual needs that the people have. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, what I think is different is that they've is that as a macro look is we have created a much more anxious, much more fearful, much more stressed out culture. And, and that leaning into removing the stressors of the everyday work environment frees people up to be encouraged, think better, be refreshed throughout mm -hmm. their day. So that's, um, that might be where he's leaning into that. And uh, I mean, this is challenging for me. Like we have, we have employees in a so do we have people that we care for. And so it's challenging for me. Like what, what can we um, as a company prove uh, to the rest of the auto industry that when you remove these stressors and leverage technology and empathy to ensure that your employees are cared for well. And I think that that is, that's relevant for any business owner to think about on a daily basis, like what blockades, what barriers are to, uh, are in, are in my people's days to giving them efficiency, care, stress-free work environment, all that type of stuff. You so. know, another one of the changes that's just hitting me is that it's become okay to bring your whole self to work. That's true. Right? Yeah. And in the, back in the day, like the lot, like when you go to work, you're like, you're leave at it work, at home, leave, right? Leave yes. your personal stuff at home. Now it's be, you know, people have realized that you get the best people and the best experience and the best, your customers get the best experience when your people are allowed to bring them whole, their whole selves to work and that you yes. work to cultivate their whole self which I think is a complete benefit. I am uh, I am not a fan of that business personal line. I mean, it, it does need to exist somewhere, but the more right. it can yeah. just be people relating with and doing something great with other people, the better we're going to do. Well, wrong button, that's the one. Stop, end stop, full stop. So let that be the last thing you think about on your way out today. Everybody in your store, in your business, bring their whole self. How can you serve the whole person? We're going to do our best to do that here. We'll see you tomorrow.